So it turns out that you can't just decide to give America a raise. And this is the story of how the Senate parliamentarian had to explain to Bernie Sanders that he's not in charge. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. We are live at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference in Orlando, Florida. And this story is great because what a blow to the hopes and dreams of the Democrats who wanted a $15 an hour minimum wage and wanted to do so via budget reconciliation. Understand what was said. Understand what was happening. Budget reconciliation is the ability to get something passed without, without having to have a debate. It's about getting a vote by saying we only need 50 plus one and we don't need to discuss it. That's what budget reconciliation does. And what the Democrats wanted to do was say, we'll add this to the COVID relief bill and we'll make it all about the, the budget and we'll add a $15 an hour minimum wage and we will never ever have to discuss a thing with the Republicans or listen to what they say, which is of course what it is they're all about. What they are all about is not having to listen to anybody else and do what they want. Enter the Senate parliamentarian. The Senate parliamentarian, take a picture, Dan. Take take a picture. Which one is No, the blue one right there. The blue one right there. I, I Look, one of the things at CPAC is you gotta move on the fly. And when Dan Bongino just decides to sit down, <laughs> my you, buddy Tony, you you, you you take it first things first. More than anything, yeah. how's your health? How are you? Yeah, it's, I mean, it hasn't been the greatest month, but um, you know, and nobody's victim or anything. We'll get through it. So I just rang that bell a couple weeks. I wanted a couple weeks of peace, you know. So they found some weird stuff on my lungs, but we'll know by next week. I'm hoping it's nothing. I'm actually hoping this is great that I had coronavirus a few months ago because right? that could explain what the spots are. So I'm, I got an antibody test yesterday. We'll see what happens. I'm like praying that's what it was. Like that's kind of weird, right? But it's better than the alternative, you know. By the way, you can find everything for Dan at Bongino. B O N G I N O. Bongino. How are you, buddy? .com. How am I? I I'm doing all right. I love your appearances on Fox. I always tell you that. You're, you're, you and I share clients. a lot in common. We're like fireballs. Like we just come out shooting. There's no like. There's no warm up act. There's oh, no God, first no. date, right, Sarah? Me and Tony, right out of the gate, flame throwing immediately. You're the, really you're the, you're so good. Do, do you ever take the heat from it? Because me, I've never gotten any heat from anything I've ever done on Fox. Yeah, but never I think once. the good part. Uh, I do sometimes. With guys like you and I have built kind of our own things is I genuinely give zero, you know, yeah. you can fill in the hits, we'll call it, with an S. I just don't care. Like, I'm doing my thing, and if you don't like it, then don't do my thing with me. You know, I'm not, I'm not interested anymore. And, it, you know, when you get a scare like I had, it really, you know, that's what I'm going to talk about today later in the speech. Like, you really start to prioritize things. And I'm telling you as a brother and as a friend, like, the fight right now is all that matters. Mm -hmm. and it does. I mean, the money and all that other stuff is all BS, man. You bring it up, I'll go in that direction. People asked me as if somehow I knew, and I had no connection to Rush Limbaugh. I never met. I was at an event he was at once where he yeah. spoke. I had never met him. I have never met Post Snurdly. But people ask me, if you've got all that money, why are you still on radio? And the answer is, why would you not? Right. I, there is a part of me that could, if this is what he was thinking, and I don't know, 
could understand that there is a normalcy and there's a, a feeling that you got to get it done to the best of your ability. And here you are talking about, and we had never discussed this. Yeah. We talked before and we reach out. The idea of the fight. But as you describe it, Dan, what is the fight as you describe it, Dan Bongino? I mean, you wake up every morning now and you say to yourself, conservatives like you and I, you say, it's so obvious, this path to prosperity. I mean, real, not, not like virtue signaling campaign sign BS. I mean, like the path to a really fruitful, prosperous, liberty-loving, great country in the future is so simple. Let people spend their own money. Don't spend what you don't have. None of this is rocket science. Let parents pick where their kids go to school. Let people pick their own doctor. And you wake up every morning and you're like, why does this fight even exist? Why do we? And it just goes to show you the power of agitprop and the media stuff that actually have people believing that the alternative to that fight, the big government, totalitarian, authoritarians, that they're the benevolent ones. And the, I, I, you know, like you, I had never met Rush. As a matter of fact, it's the one part is of my. Is that right? Never. It is In the, all your travels? Ne never once. Matter of fact, Kristen, wow. his niece, David's daughter, I had emailed David her. David Limbaugh's a lovely man. David's the best. The whole family's full of like rock star, stud, awesome character people. And I said, Kristen, you know, I know it's a lot to ask. This was a few months ago. I said, but if I could interview Russia, my show, I, and, and, you know, I never followed up because I felt bad even asking. I mean, given I didn't know how grave the situation was. But um, I got to imagine not having met Rush, but listened to him like you for like 20 plus years. That what you said just mattered. Like it, money, it Rush money. Rush could, right. Rush could buy all of Palm Beach. Like Rush didn't need money. For, for Rush, he had to be on the air until the end because like you and I, he's like, how are we not winning this? How are we not winning this? It's so simple. Talking to Dan Bongino, Bongino.com, but Rumble.com, but yeah. Parlor.com. Yeah. So for, for a long time, when you go back to even the concepts of Andrew Breitbart, right, and the idea of how you engage some of these things, we have been talking about you must be in the game with the platforms to do it. And you said, oh, okay, I can do that. And you got into the game with yeah. the platforms to do it. They took Parler down. Parler is now working its way back. What are the updates about Parler and Rumble? What are the fights that are ahead of you in these platforms? And are you experiencing pressure from technology providers yeah. to be out of business? Yeah, it's overwhelming. I mean, uh, the whole thing with Parler. I'll tell you, of the top 10 worst moments in my life, and that list has changed a lot over the past few months. Right. Um, but I'm serious, like that night where we found out, because remember, Google had hit us first. Um, Google, it went Google, Apple, and then Amazon. I'll never forget, I mean, the day before, you know, we were popping champagne corks. What's up, Dave? And you got Dave Bossy, like you said. Just you got to roll on the fly and see back. You it's never know who's going to show up. The ringers, check this guy out. You're looking good, brother. Yeah, you need a hug. I can tell. Good to see you, baby. Good to see you, man. Uh, I'm going to beat up on Dave Bossy Dave, later. He it's looks be good, fun. though. Doesn't he looking sharp? Well, he's no you. No, well, I, I, I never stopped working out, even through the chemo, which is crazy. It feels you like out through chemo? Brother Tony, I did not skip one workout. My wife bought Hold me on. a sauna for Christmas. I sat in that sauna. I sweat those nasty chemicals out. You smell like a chemical factory, and then I hit that gym every day. I sent you a message. I said, how are you doing? And you said, death warmed over. I, ha I have the message. Yeah, I, I did right? send you that. Death I warmed over. I did. I felt but terrible. You were, while you're curling down. And I never skipped you're the show. Do you know I did not take one vacation? The day I had the tumor removed out of my neck, we did a show from the hotel room in New York. My wife was like, dude, are you crazy? Take the day off. I got a big 
like stitches in my neck. I remember Fox and Friends sent over like a big flower thing. And I'm, she's like, you're going to do a show? I'm like, hell yeah, we're doing a show. I am not taking a day off. You talk about the fight, right? I didn't need, I don't even think we sold that show. Like, it's all about the fight. Like, that is it. Like, it's all that matters. I'm telling you, everything else is BS. That is all I care about right now. So I, 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 we're going to end up talking more about the technology pieces. And I don't want to leave that conversation yeah, completely. Yeah, no, but no, you, you, you see, you see an old life. friend. Part of CPAC yeah. is seeing some old friends and good people. I want to talk about what the concept of the fight is. One of the questions and conversations going on that I'm asking, is CPAC about getting Trump back in 2024 or is CPAC about learning the lessons of Trump and getting more people to utilize those lessons? Which matters more? You know, I hate to give you one of those. It's a little bit of both answers, but... We have to say to ourselves, who is the best vehicle in this fight to get what we want done, done? In my opinion, because we should never golden calf anyone. I don't care who it is. On that, we agree. I, I love the president. I, I, can, I'm, I mean, I'm not named. I just consider him a friend. He's been very good to me. Um, but I don't golden calf anyone. But having said that, I'm looking at the agenda we had with him. And I'll forget the tweets. He hurt my feelings, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. I get that some people are bothered by it. I'm not. Look at the record on the judges, on the regulatory form, the pro-life. Why is he the first guy who was the pro-life march? And from the, why is that? Are we crazy? Like, we're conservatives. And then I get people who go, oh, you know, but, you know, years ago he donated to Democrats. Okay, but what he did now matters. Like, are we talking about your report card from first grade? Are we talking about you? Do you want to save babies' lives or not? Like, I'm dead serious. Is that what you're interested in? Or are you interested in his coloring book from fourth grade? My humble opinion, the best vehicle right now for a conservative agenda, pulling in people who understand the message, is Trump as a candidate. That's just, that's my, I know people, and I respect that. I mean, we got rock stars in the party. We got Christy Nome. We got Ron DeSantis. You know, I, I like a lot of what Josh Hawley's doing. I like a lot of what Tom Cotton's doing. All of them have things they do and do and don't do I don't like. But we got a lot of losers too. You know, the Adam Kinzingers of the world who just, this is like triaging your responsibility to your constituents now. This is it. Like, I don't like Donald Trump's speech on the 6th. You know what? A lot of people didn't like it. I go back and change some of it too. That, we're losing the country like right now. And this is what you're wasting your time on? Bro, give me a break, man. Come on. Like, get some horse blinders on and figure it out. So, yeah, I think I think right now he's the best vehicle. And I, I'm in for 2024. I just am. <laughs> that, that is, uh, uh, I, it, that's some power, young man. I mean, you know, do you want to go back to, here's the thing, like, I worked for George W. Bush. Wonderful human being. I mean, really. if you don't know, Dan was a Secret Service agent. Protected. Yeah, wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Nothing. I don't have anything to say about Barack Obama personally. Either. It's just politics. Uh, negative to say about either one of them. They were both nice guys. But the hard reality is we got Harriet Myers as a Supreme Court nominee at one point. You know, we had another ridiculous level of government spending. And to be fair, it was a lot under Trump, too. And I oh, knocked yes. it on my show. I said, listen, I don't care who's the president. But you look at the agenda, and I think when history sees it through clearer eyes, people are going to be like, man, he got that done in four years? Four years. Like, we got three people on the Supreme Court in four years. Pushed through. And outside of the Kavanaugh debacle with the left, really kind of, no, I mean, with Gorsuch and Barrett, it was like, it wasn't even really a news story after a week. Yeah. I mean, that, the tax cuts, I mean, this is serious stuff. The regulatory reform, pro-life, an unabashed defender of the Second Amendment. And, and you know, we're worried about his tweet. I'm not. I don't care. I'm from New York. It doesn't bother me. Uh, every time they would say to me, don't, don't you, can't, doesn't bother you the way he says it? 
I grew up with the way that got said. It didn't even register the first couple of times until people started saying, like, oh, I guess that bothers some people. But you know what? I don't ignore... Me. You know, like, we share a mutual friend, Sarah and I. You're Ben. How? Ben's not a Trump guy. I mean, it's fairly obvious. Like that. But I don't, like, I, I didn't, like, not become friends. I'm still, we still follow each other. So, like, Ben's a friend. He just, we have a disagreement about the candidate. And, you know, Ben wrote a book about it. And I, I read that, and the book is actually quite good. I like to understand why people who are, Ben's a conservative. Like, no one's going to question his bona fides. But I like to understand, too, like, without disregarding them, like some do to us, oh, you Trump guys are all idiots. No, maybe you should hear us out first. I like to understand that because clearly there are some failings there. I mean, we lost suburban voters. We shouldn't have lost. And we should be saying yes. to ourselves, if you're Trump, Trump's people or people who believe in Donald Trump is the best vehicle like me, like, what the hell happened there? Because if we don't fix that, we could lose again. And, and we should be reaching out to, like, the Bens of the world, like, hey, bro, well, how did we lose you? I mean, he's a conservative. I mean, I don't mean to throw, he's not here, but I don't mean to throw his name into it. But, you know, Sarah and I are friends with him both. You, you and I may have a very different view on, on Never Trump, which has got to be one of the most horrific concepts and unconservative concepts. Ridiculous. But we'll save that for another day because people yeah. want to shake your hand and yeah. take your picture. That's Dan hey, Bongino. Much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Always good to see you.